Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. Marcus with Chip Nellinger. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. If you'd like to get yourself a nice pocket knife, go to uh, marketing at axontire.com and they will send you a free Alliance branded pocket knife that you can take. Uh, so you can take advantage of this marketing offer at marketing at axontire.com and make sure you mention you heard it on the Moving Iron Podcast when you do so. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all of your trucking needs or go to valleytransinc.com. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Chip is with Blue Reef Agri Marketing from out of, or- out of Morton, Illinois. So cold shit, my tongue's frozen. Uh, he's nice enough to come on a couple th- uh, once a week to talk about what's going on. So, Chip, how you doing this morning, man? Hey, doing well, Casey. Trying to trying to stay warm right along with you. Definitely a cold front come through, and and uh, biggest bulk of the area you can just see where the temperatures are. So, it's been crazy, but it hasn't really put a halt to the market at all. If you take a look at what's going on, especially yesterday when you look at wheat. Um, Man, you had a big run up, and I'm sure majority of that is is uh, geopolitical driven. But as you look at that market ship, what are you seeing out there right now? Yeah, you know th- these markets. I was thinking yesterday <clears throat> have done a really good job of kind of whether it's whether it's trading weather or or you know geopolitical events like this or you know news. The market has done a really good job the last uh, several years of kind of waiting it out. You know, 20, 30 years ago, uh, if, if you would have gotten news that, you know, Russia might be ready to invade Ukraine, um, you know, the grain markets would have just been skyrocketing. Um, the wheat market hasn't really done that. They, they waited it out to see what the real news was going to be. And, you know, lo and behold, we had, you know, I, I guess you could call it a soft invasion, if that's uh, the right term for it, um, uh, you know, here over this past weekend. And the funds are actually caught short uh, in the wheat market for a lot of reasons, uh, primarily being because they used it as a, the short leg of, of spreads. Um, you know, they were long corn short wheat. They were long beans short wheat. Uh, and then they were just short wheat. And, um, you know, when that 
happened and, and escalated this past weekend, uh, everybody ran for the exits. And we had almost uh, a limit up day yesterday uh, in the wheat market, uh, up a little bit in the overnight. And, um, you know, it is all about this uh, Ukraine situation. And it uh, is a very fluid situation. You, you get conflicting, multiple conflicting uh, news stories a day on, you know, what's actually happening uh, on the ground there. Um, you know, talks behind the scenes and, you know, it's, it's really hard to trade these markets right now. And, um, you know, it's been easy if you're long, don't get me wrong. And, and it's been a straight up, uh, affair and especially beans, but corn to a lesser extent. And, you know, wheat was certainly straight up yesterday, but, um, my, my fear is what we're telling everyone we work with is just get ready or a lot of volatility. This is not volatility. We might have 30, 40 cent range days in beans, but it's all to the upside. And you get a little bit of intraday fluctuations. And, you know, by the end of the day, oh, look, beans are back up 28, 32. Great day. Um, but the, the volatility hasn't really started yet. And, and by that, I mean, I think before it's said and done, probably sooner rather than later, you're going to start to see. 50, 60, 70 cent swings uh, in corn, high and low, uh, dollar plus, possibly as much as $2 swings in beans. And so, you know, there's a lot of talk. Oh, we're going to $18 beans. We're going to 20, 22. Uh, we may be, but it's not going to be straight up, I don't believe. Um, you know, we might have to go from 1675 back to 1450 before we get to 18 or 20. And, and that's going to be the hard ride. So yep. uh, as a producer, you just, you know, have to be ready. You know, it's not the time to be saying, oh, this is great. We're, we're going to record highs and uh, we're going to have a good year because the, the pain is yet to come. And, and it is going to be a good year. It's just I, I'm afraid that uh, it's not going to be straight up like it has been uh, continually from now till harvest time and life is great it's just typically doesn't work that way in the markets casey yep no that's that's a good point buckle up it's going to be a bumpy ride for sure um so let's talk about soybeans for a minute you just brought that up in in soybean crush and how that how that's all playing together right now i mean soybeans have been on a tear like you talked about every day has just been an, an update it feels like um it's been a long time since i've seen a, any any red associated with soybeans so as you're looking at, at the soybean market what are your thoughts there yeah, there's obviously a lot going on there. We've, um, you know, I think gone a long way in digesting the, the drought in uh, Brazil and Argentina. Uh, we don't know for sure what that crop size is, but certainly the market's trading, you know, uh, tens of millions of metric tons uh, uh, below what we thought uh, 90 days ago. Um, but on top of that, so you've shrank the world supply from Southern Hemisphere uh, or what the the world thought we would have for a supply is going to be less because of that drought. Um, you continue to have very tight world vegetable oil supply, and in crude oil, you know, north of ninety dollars, um, kind of helps the biodiesel play a little bit. And this vegetable oil situation um, is really explosive. So people, you know, sit back and they're like, "Well, why are beans rallying?" You know, there's be- it's not that. The Ukraine situation, yeah, they raise corn, they raise wheat. Um, why are beans rallying? Well, when you combine the South American drought, the tight vegetable oil stocks, you know, a, a 
and this is something I learned too. I've been, uh, you know, in this business for a long, long time and didn't realize until this whole Russia, Ukraine situation, the black sea, um, is responsible for, uh, I think it was, I read 76%, uh, of the world's sunflower oil exports. And so with the tight vegetable oil situation, uh, you know, that directly is responsible for potential soy oil demand. And, you know, I would argue beans have as much, maybe more uh, of an effect from this uh, Russia-Ukraine situation. So you've got a lot of bullish things factored in there, you know, from the drought, from the vegetable oil situation, and now this Black Sea situation uh, and the fears around that, uh, you know, kind of clamping down or, or inhibiting the flow of what normally flows out of the Black Sea, which is a lot of things, but the the sunflower oil is is massive, and so very quietly the soy oil market has you know just been rocketing higher, now sitting uh, you know about uh, seventy one cents, and um, you know doesn't look like it's uh, ready to to stop yet. But I, I do think, like we talked earlier, I, I don't think it's going to be straight up. You know, every other time in history. And there's been about four or five, I believe, that we've been uh, north of $14. Uh, you have massive volatility, just massive. You know, I'm talking dollar and a half, $2 uh, price breaks, and then uh, two, two and a half dollar uh, rallies. And we haven't seen that yet. It's been straight up. But eventually, uh, somebody's going to want to take some profits. Um, the market's going to take a breather. It's going to get overextended. And you're going to start to have uh, swings that, that just really make people uh, nauseous, I believe. And you, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. been, uh, again, it's great straight up, you know, higher again in the overnight. As we're talking right now, beans are up, you know, 15, 16 cents and, and uh, life looks great. But uh, buckle up. You better have your seatbelt tight because uh, it, it's coming. Uh, bottom line, though, you look at new crop. You know, you knock on the door of uh, 1480 November beans, massive profitability there. Yep. And, and you don't have to be all in, you know, that's the thing about this. You don't have to try to predict what uh, Putin's going to do. Is he going to invade? Is he going to pull out? Is he going to get, um, you know, what he wants through talks? Uh, are we going to have a drought? You don't have to predict any of that stuff um, because you got a lot of tools both cash sales options where you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. Crop insurance is going to play in there as well. And, um, you know, you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket. You just have to, you know, have a plan and, and execute it. And you don't have to, at times, uh, you know, predict a drought, predict a bean. Yeah, beans are going to 20. We're not going to sell anything. Well, they may go to 20, but they also may go back to 13 too. Yeah. All right, so let's. So on that same note, if you look at uh, December beans right now, the overnight uh, December twenty-two beans are six dollars four cents and a half, and again, that's good profitability even compared even where uh, input costs are at. That's still a profitable Absolutely. place. Absolutely. So you know you start looking at March twenty-two corn. You know some at what's it six seventy-three and a half. I mean, so there's there's a bunch of money laying out there. Um, that you can lock in into your point, you know, you don't have to go all in. You just have to, you know, do a little bit to kind of get, get some profitability booked on your, 
booked out there. So I guess it, the same with corn. I mean, you look at, at crush rates for corn for ethanol, that's kind of fallen off a little bit. But even with, you know, um, crude oil knocking on the door of almost 100 bucks right now, I mean, you're, you're above 92 and a half, 93, 94 for, for crude oil, um, especially some geopolitical stuff pops off. You start looking at closer to $100 oil, ethanol is going to play a bigger part in, in the overall energy look. For sure. For sure. And, and it has backed off a, a little bit. Some of that's um, a seasonal. I think that that as we start seeing warmer weather and, you know, it appears we're uh, even the crazy states are trying to get back to normal. So that's telling you maybe we're finally putting this uh, whole COVID uh, deal behind us. Uh, not that it's gone. It's just that maybe some uh, uh, rationality is, is starting. So that should help um, you know, with gasoline demand into the uh, summertime, usually it kind of continues grows <clears throat> into summer and peaks. So I think that will help. Crude oil uh, certainly is going to help those margins. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is um, it's a tight situation. Whether you're talking uh, soybeans, vegetable oils, corn, it's a lot of competition. There's a high bar out there that we have to raise a big crop here and help. Uh, you know, try to rebuild and and put a bigger cushion in these um, in these world supplies. And uh, but to your point, Casey, a lot of profitability. We finally just uh, pushed north of six dollars uh, the other day here in uh, in new crop corn, December corn. And you know, you gotta gotta take a look at that. You know, um, a lot of people. Uh, you know, I know it's geographic, but a lot of people kind of shoot for that two hundred bushel. Target, you know, you're talking uh, twelve hundred dollars uh, a gross in the in the heart of the corn belt, where you know the best ground where they're shooting for two thirty, two forty, two fifty yields, massive gross dollars. And and again, like we talked before, you don't have to lock it all in. You're going to have a great revenue floor through crop insurance. Going to be expensive this year, uh, partially because of the volatility factor, partially because you know beans will be the highest uh, spring price ever. Corn, I think, is going to be come in uh, somewhere around the uh, second or third highest ever. So you're going to be able to, you know, ensure a tremendous revenue, and that's going to be uh, uh, something that uh, definitely lets you sleep a little better uh, at night. But uh, again, you know, it's great now, and maybe we're going to go a lot higher uh, this summer with some uncertainty there. And, and certainly, uh, I don't believe we've ever put a February high in uh, from a new crop perspective. Don't know why this year would be any different, but uh, again, you're staring at some massive profitability in here, even with record high input prices. Yep. All right, let's jump down and talk about hogs real quick. So hogs are uh, hog herd um, continues to be off from what it's been in previous years. You take a look what's happening there, um, and there's been um, still just bullish tones everywhere you look on uh, as far as uh, hog market goes. So what are your thoughts there? Yeah, just unbelievable strengths. Um, uh, you know, people <laughs> you look at the bean market rally and then you come over and look at the hogs and you're like, holy cow, <clears throat> kind of puts the, uh, you know, the, the ascent, the rate of ascent in the bean market to shame. Uh, just every day, it seems like we're $2 higher, the cutout screaming higher. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of bullish factors there. It goes back to the you know, the heart of the uh, of the COVID lockdowns when the packing plants uh, were closing and, um, you know, we had to basically liquidate uh, large numbers uh, of animals. We've never recovered from that. 
<clears throat> high prices, um, you know, in the aftermath of that didn't stimulate the normal amount um, of, of growth in the industry that you, we normally would have, partially because of supply chain problems and the cost of, of buildings, you know, putting up buildings just increased dramatically. So we didn't expand enough. I think that we've had a lot of health uh, issues in the herd uh, as well. And, and here we are. And, you know, I think you, you, what's been quiet, and this is just speculation on my part, is, <clears throat> you know, I think the, um, the problems in the, in the poultry, uh, you know, in the chicken flocks in the southeast mm-hmm. with the health there has spilled over and, and uh, helped add a little uh, demand on the pork side. Uh, again, I, you know, I don't know that there's any uh, data on that yet. That's just speculation. But uh, like the bean market, everything's just lining up on the bullish side. Um, certainly corn and, and soy meal, uh, prices, uh, have cut into margins a little bit, but, uh, holy cow, this, uh, this hog thing is, is on fire right now. Uh, doesn't show any signs. I thought yesterday that we were kind of acting maybe a little bit tired, uh, in the hogs and, you know, bam, you know, the last 20 minutes and you end up, you know, 260 higher 267 higher in the april right. yesterday north of 112 so you know pretty pretty historic move there a lot of people talking that uh, by summertime we're going to have to you know see prices um, you know move into new all-time highs uh, wouldn't be shocked by that but again it's it, it's probably uh, not going to be a, a straight up ride you're going to probably have a lot of volatility in this before it's said and done but uh, certainly one of the one of the bright spots of uh, of the ag world right now is the you know hog prices. Yep. All right. Just talk about cattle for a little bit. Cattle have been uh, uh, choppy to, to say the least, more towards the downside here this, as this week has started out. As you look, what's going on there? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I think I think similar to to hogs. I mean, I think we got some good things. Obviously. Uh, you know, cash prices here, 142, 143 range. Uh, it's the highest we've had in a long, long time on the cash side. <clears throat> um, you know, but again, I, I think the drought, we haven't seen the effects, the full effects of that drought and the liquidation that we've seen uh, on the, uh, you know, heifer and cow side yet. That is still going to flow through us eventually. And so, uh, you know, uh, it's just going to be at a slower rate than what we've seen on the hog side, so I, I think things are still very friendly, but cash has finally caught up uh, to where the futures are, and in fact, the the Aprils now have a you know three four dollar premium to where the cash market is. So it's it makes sense why we've kind of slowed and chopped around in here. Uh, I think the cash market is going to have to you know push up into the upper one forties or or north of one fifty. Before we see that next uh, big move, again, I, I think the brakes will be bought. You, you could easily see a lot of volatility, but I think later this summer you'll start seeing more of the effects of the of the liquid, the breeding stock liquidation that we've had for you know almost two years running. And, and unfortunately, you know, I know there's been some snow out west, and it's, I, I don't think we fully fixed that problem yet unfortunately so i'm not sure that the liquidation phase is is fully over yet and that will have long-term friendly uh, effects uh in the cattle market and on prices 
So I think we're destined for higher. The the only hiccup here is, you know, the economy. I mean, with inflation is certainly part of this. And, you know, depending on the 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 rate of increase in interest rates from the Federal Reserve uh, and what effects that has, uh, A, just what effects inflation has on the economy, and B, what Federal Reserve uh, action effects will have on the economy, you know, it's still a very big piece of this because, uh, you know, you <laughs> You can talk about supply all you want, but that's only half the equation. You got to have demand, and <clears throat> I know for one, uh, just yesterday I went. Uh, I, I like a steak uh, as much as anyone now and again. I bought two fillets; they're twenty nine dollars a pound. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, crazy. Uh, eventually, uh, the, you know, the demand side of this. I bought some hamburgers as well. It was five and a half dollars a pound. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there is some, uh, you know, elasticity. To demand, and the higher you go, the more that will start affecting things. So, you know, I mean, you got to swallow hard when you uh, you really got to want a steak for twenty nine dollars a pound, Casey. Yeah, yeah, it is expensive out there right now. I've, I've done the same thing where I've, you know, we bought a we bought a side of beef the other day, and it you know it factored out to about five and a half bucks a pound. So it worked out pretty good. But I, I see those prices out there when you go get a ribeye, and it's you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty bucks for the for the steak that's how many of those you're going to buy before you just switch to something different whether it's chicken or whatever it might be so yeah that price is going to drive consumer um buying for sure again some some that's probably friendly for for pork um you know in the in the big picture um but and that's that's what scares me a little bit about you know the the beef side i mean i think that the numbers and and uh liquidation you've seen is is very friendly but and i still bought them don't get me wrong but eventually i'm gonna be like how much for a steak i don't know about that yeah yep craziness so all right chip we'll get stuff as usual folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is that you're doing at blue reef agri marketing what's the best way to do that yeah best way is just call our office uh, that number is 309-550-7213 love to chat with you right on and I am Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram so you find the latest editions of the Moving Iron Podcast. Also, go to movingironllc.com for all the, the entire library of the Moving Iron Podcast, all the blog posting, as well as all the information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, September 6th, 7th, and 8th at the uh, Hilton downtown there. So it'll be a good time to check uh, check that out. Good networking opportunity. Also, also get a good lineup of speakers there as well. So, Chip, appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Hey, I appreciate it, Casey. It's going to get uh, really interesting, so uh, we're we're in for a a good ride here over the next few months. Absolutely. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Chip Nellinger. Let's go some iron, folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Hard working people working hard for you and me.
Now